KBLA Talk 1580. Uh, that is probably the maybe the most recognizable song by Corinne Bailey Ray. Uh, but she's got a new album that is Fire. And uh, she's going to be with us in studio next hour. So I'm really excited. I'm a, actually a fan. I'm going to have a fangirl out moment. Uh, and yeah, so looking forward to that. Look who's here. Labor advocate, um, activist. And KBLA correspondent, Sherry Bell. Good morning. Good morning, Dominique. Good morning, KBLA, KBLA uh, listeners out there in the YouTube chat and on the radio. Uh, glad to be in your presence this morning. Yeah, it's great to have you in. It's fun uh, to switch it up. You're coming <laughs> on a Thursday. You're in the 7 o'clock hour. That right. means we get to talk national politics um, in all its glory, mm. um, in all its scariness. And, um, well, I, you know. And some good things, too. I, I really, you know, I'm big on that, Sherry. I really, really want us to focus on some wins. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Yesterday, the House of Representatives. Oh, and by the way, happy Black History Month. Whoop, whoop, it's Black whoop, History whoop. Month. Of course, it's Black History Month every month That's around right. here. But we're going to be extra, extra this month. Blackity, blackity, blackity. Yeah. <laughs> it's like every month is Black History Month. And this one is blackity, blackity, yeah. history, blackity, blackity, black history. But yeah, right. So happy February 1st. Um, but the House voted uh, last night to pass a tax package, which would temporarily bring back that child tax credit. And some business tax benefits. The child tax credit is one of the things I'm always harping on mm-hmm. because we pulled four million children out of poverty, right? Um, out of starvation mm-hmm. during using pandemic dollars right. during the Biden administration. But then, thank you, uh, Joe Manchin and some other, um, you know, all of the Republicans and some, uh, I guess, Cinema and Manchin um, rescinded that. Wow! And so we threw four million. American children back into poverty. Well, mm. this, um, which, which I, I assume would pass the Senate because we have a very tiny uh, Democratic majority there. Um, who knows, though? You know, some of these senators could act a fool. But um, what it does is it, it gives a, a tax credit to low-income families. So um, this is 16 million children that could be impacted by this. Um, they they make too little money to get a tax refund, mm. so they don't get the same benefit that people that make more who owe money get. Right. So this means even if you don't owe taxes, you would still get that credit um, for having uh, those children in the home. And I think this is great news. I hope it can get through the Senate. Yeah, I hope it gets through the Senate. And like, I don't know why it just isn't like a permanent thing you know i mean research has shown when lower income people get refunds and get money like it goes right back into the economy yeah you know as opposed to when more wealthier people get tax breaks they hoard it you know they don't spend it they just get richer and it doesn't really help you know the- <laughs> they send it to the cayman islands <laughs> right yeah right it's it's a great point I, i'm not really sure why they're saying this one this is from cnn they're saying it would it would um lift half a million children out of poverty mm. Um, but it says it would improve the financial situation of about 5 million more children who would still be below the poverty line, but they would have that supplemental income. Um, and this, what it turned out to be when we had it before was two to $300 a month. Mm. So, you know, that could be the difference between starvation and 
and having some food Man, on the table. Right? Seriously, like especially towards the end of the month when people's benefits run out to have that extra money to last you and to be able to put food on the table is like is like it means the world to, you know, to work in families and people who are what is it food food deprived. Yeah. Yeah, but I know that I heard that it might have been some concessions, right? So basically, like, yeah, I could always concessions. They gonna get what they want out of the deal, so they got some breaks on on their end. Uh, but a compromise is always good. I, I hope this kind of work t- continues for the greater good of you know society, as it always sh- should be that way. You know. Yeah, and 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 what's to me so shameful about it? It's the The whole thing, um, they said, will only reduce revenues by $400 million over 10 years. So you had something you can do that costs way less than what we pay in any given year to help arm other countries that could pull, you know, 5.5 million, not out of poverty, but pull 5.5 million kids closer Mm -hmm. to having food on their table. Um, and you, you didn't want to do that. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, a lot of things are very hypocritical in, yeah. in the analysis of politics. And when you think about the tax breaks that large corporations, you know, have like Amazon and, and, you know, Tesla, all these people who are not, if just think if they paid their fair share, <laughs> how, how permanent and stable this things like this could be that yeah. can have a positive impact on lower income families. Yeah. So it's kind of confusing, but what it does, it increases the maximum refundable credit for low income households. So you're, what you're doing is you're giving poor people the same thing that rich people get in terms of tax credit for their kids. Right. Um, and to me, that's ooh, super no brainer. Apparently, yeah, there's always concessions. One of them being that um, they were trying to get back to how it used to be in the old days where you, which really hit California hard, where you could write uh, a large percent of, of your tax, uh, your um, state taxes off your federal, um, state uh, and local off your federal um, income tax bill, and they did not get that. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it it can squeeze the middle class a little only because, you you know, there's people uh, that have, that are homeowners, and, you know, of course, the middle class or working class people that, that are homeowners that want to be able to write that off their taxes. Um, but I think it's, it's definitely something to celebrate. You know, when we, when we're handing out missiles and tanks and weaponry, like, um, Halloween candy, you got to be able to feed your, your own children. Yeah. And not, yeah. Not only that, you give them millions and billions and they come back and ask for more. Yeah. That's that's true. That's wild. Again and again and again. (laughs) And then, you know, and then you feel like, you're not standing by someone unless you give them billions. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't, for me, I, I don't know. It's a lot of no-brainers that's not really braining. <laughs> <laughs> the, brains, the brains are not braining. Yeah. That is for sure. Um, so, yeah, we've got a lot to talk about, so I'm going to speed up a little bit. But um, I'm sure you've probably been following... Um, What's happening with Fulton County DA, uh, Fonnie Willis, um, you know, she they're really undermining that case. Um, and some people could blame her. We talked about this with Dr. Gerald Horn yesterday because she allegedly had this affair 
with someone who works under her. Then she um, appointed him uh, to work on this this Donald Trump RICO case. Um, now, this um, now there's a lawsuit that's been filed by a law firm called Ashley Merchant, which is they're the attorneys for one of the Trump co-defendants oh, who's wow. facing jail time for election interference. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, and they've subpoenaed um, both Fonnie Willis and Nathan Wade, the special prosecutor who's, who was supposedly her boyfriend. Interesting that they, when they made the accusation, there wasn't evidence. The evidence so far just consists of they took trips together. Mm. Um, mm. You know, we mm-hmm. travel together for work. I, You know, I, I need more evidence receipts but neither one of them have denied that's what i was about to ask <laughs> like did they come out and deny it? yeah they have not okay. done that all right um and they're saying that was you know he was going through a divorce so it was improper relationship plus if she paid him money and then he used the money to take right. her on trips then that's corrupt it's a big deal it's a big deal um yeah, I mean, no, ordinarily, something like that wouldn't be such a big deal, right? Like, people get jobs off of their working, their networking, right? Networking. I know you. We used to be together. I'm your cousin. I'm your sister, you know. But in a high-stakes situation like this, with Donald Trump fights really dirty, he's going to hire people to find any type of dirt on you that exists out there in the universe. So, um, it is unfortunate. It definitely does appear to undermine it if it's true because it could look like a conflict of interest and we was giving her so many props like yeah girl get it girl and now this came out and it's kind of uh crazy so i hate it because i mean i was talking to some uh democrats that are not progressive but just like moderate centrist democrats and they were saying that they hated that she said they were coming after her for being a black woman that she was playing the race card and I don't believe in the race card because yeah. I think if you're black all your cards are spades oh, yeah. but um I do think that if this turns out to be true she's gotta she's gonna have to step away mm-hmm. or she's gonna have to be replaced because for and and what worries me when I I would have heard from one attorney is that this could qual- disqualify her whole team oh wow if they say the team is tainted now whoever gets the case has to start from page one with all of that evidence and Mm. strategy. And that could delay this thing for a long time after the election, probably way after. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's true. Uh, you know, when, when they say when the world, uh, catches a cold, we catch a flu, like, you know, like because she is a black woman, She's going to be scrutinized extra hard. Right. And, and as black women, we know that. Yeah. But we all make mistakes. We all make mistakes. I mean, it, it, it's frustrating for me, too. I'm not saying two wrongs make a right. But if, you know, the former president is like sexually assaulted, he has been found guilty by a court of law. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Of yeah. really rape. I mean, the only reason it's not rape is because in uh, New York, you has to be your... Um, the you know has to be your penis that actually goes inside the woman and oh. in this case it was his finger oh. so technically that's not rape uh. but it's rape yeah right he's been convicted mm-hmm. in civil court i get you he's not going to jail or anything right. but still he's the leading candidate and yet yeah. this woman was having an improper and i'm not saying two wrongs make a right but it's just frustrating that you know she's 
I don't see how she survives this. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and it's probably true that one didn't have anything to do with the other. Like, she was laser-focused on her work, and because she hired this man, it wasn't any type of uh, bias in her approach, but the appearance of it. And there are ethics laws out there that, you know, ask questions like that. You know, like, have you, do you work with anybody you know, or blah, 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 you know, so. Yeah, so if I get a man a raise so that he can take me out, apparently that's a conflict of interest. I mean, I wouldn't have thought of it like that. Like, well, it's his money if he wants to fly me to Martinique. Right. So be it. But apparently if you're his boss and you got him that job, that's a problem. Really? Well, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, in case you, in case we had plans of doing that. that. What if they deserve it? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I I was glad that he and his wife, uh, Mr. Wade and his wife, settled their their divorce. Oh, yeah, that makes it look a little better. Yeah, now, Fonnie Willis can't be forced to testify. He's, nobody's going to be testifying. They settled and they're moving on. Mm. So, but that doesn't mean America's moving on. No, you know, they're going to. They're they're not they're not going to talk about January sixth, you know, and all that uh, messiness that went on and what that was about. Or Eugene Carroll for that matter. Right, right. We're going to focus on what they are, you know. You know but the, I mean, the drill. In other good news, eighty three million. I'm just saying, Man, <laughs> she got eighty three. I was like, lol, and at that another like she got another award. And he finally shut. I mean, he finally shut up about her. He's like, uh, no, I, I <laughs> this is this is too expensive. Um. So, yeah. Anyway, E. Jean Carroll, in case you don't know what I'm talking about, uh, was awarded $83 million for defamation because Trump been talking smack about her for, like, a lo- years. And, and, it, and uh, yeah, she started out with $5 million, Now she's up to 83 And now he's trying to get that thrown out because, allegedly, the... Um the law, like it's like the judge worked at a law firm back in the day. It's like some old. He's grasping at straws. Yeah, he's yeah. he's grass, grasping at straws. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. Eight hundred nine two zero fifteen eighty. If you want to weigh in, Dominique Deprima and Sherry Bell for KBLA Talk fifteen eighty. She's reclaiming her time on KBLA Talk fifteen eighty. More first things first with Dominique Deprima when we come forward. Supply. The conversation continues right now, right now, right now with right now. Dominique DePrima on First Things First. Okay, the conversation continues right now. I, I, yeah, I don't know if it's the rain. I'll use that as an excuse. <laughs> Sherry Bell is with me. It's coming down hard. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, so, I, yeah, we got a million things to cover here. But um, uh, Nicki Minaj and Megan Thee Stallion are fighting. Do you think it's real? Do you think it's they're trying to sell albums? Um, the fan base is going at each other on socials. You know, I don't, I mean, in a way, it seems like an age-old formula for selling records. But mm. on the other hand, you think two women being, two black women being pitted against each other, not ideal. Yeah, I, I, I think it's real. And uh, I think it has something to do with Nicki Minaj. It appears, I love her music. I think she's one of the greatest female rappers of all time. But I do think she's threatened by other female rappers' success. If she sees them as a threat, um, she'll do a diss track. She'll put a little subliminal diss in one of her raps and whatnot. And I think that if somebody comes for her, 
she doesn't come after everybody. You have to be worth coming back at, right? So if there's another prominent female rapper that even attempts to diss her, she's going to come back with a vengeance, right? So, uh, you know, she's she she's at it with Cardi B. Uh, she's at it with Meg Thee Stallion. I do think this real beef, I do think it's highly unfortunate. I mean, hopefully it's, st- like they say, stays on the wax, you know? Yeah, well, I don't know if, it, I mean, she... Nicki Minaj has been on social media talking mad, mad stuff. Does that count as staying on the wax? Um, I think so. I okay. think so. Well, you know, it's it's, it's not in <laughs> the real world, Until- but <laughs> but I am getting kind of concerned about Nicki. Like, I don't know who, where's her team, where her um, publicist, but you know, a lot of the times on these lives, she seemed a little unhinged, and I hope she's taking good care of herself because. She be seeming a little, you know. Yeah, everybody wants to say she's uh, she's coked out or something. And, of course, they say so without evidence. You know, she always denies it. Yeah, I she mean, does. but that doesn't mean she's not doing other things that could be detrimental to affecting her behavior. But then, I, I mean, I, I hope it's just crazy Nikki. I think she reminds me like of a female, a less problematic female Kanye West. <laughs> you know, like. Less problematic <laughs> female Kanye West. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, you know, they're both selling a lot, a lot, a lot of product as a result. So even if it's real beef, it's it's making, uh, even if it's real beef, it's also making real money. Right. Alrighty. Um, 800-920-1580 if you want to talk. We got news, traffic, and sports, and you're listening to KBLA Talk 1580. KBLA Talk 1580 is an intervention. When we come when we forward... Come forward. Includes you. KBLA Talk 1580, turning pain into power. We're not for everybody, but we're for everybody. You're listening to KBLA Talk 1580. That, okay, we we uh, put your records on, we played. This is from the new album of Corinne Bailey Ray. So if you haven't heard it yet, I mean, it is a musical journey. It's got... A lot of different um, styles, influences. I can't wait to have the conversation with her. And uh, in, inspired by Black History, mm. uh, really, uh, the, the Black History Museum in, in Chicago. So it's definitely going to be a great way to kick off Black History Month. Yeah. Um, yeah. That sounds like a great song to get exercise to, actually. <laughs> like, <laughs> hit the bag. Right. Hit the spin. Yeah. And there's a whole um, Black History story to it. But speaking of New York Transit Queen, um, you brought my attention to the fact that this guy from Queens uh, who jumped a cop during January 6th uh, attempted coup and then pushed him over a ledge uh, was sentenced to six and a half years in prison. The man's name is Ralph Joseph Celentano, and he uh, got sentenced this week, Tuesday. Mm. Um, they convicted him last June, but he just got his, uh, walking papers this week. Yeah. I mean, it really like, I feel like six years isn't enough for something like that. Right. Like you premeditated storming the the nation's capital. You could have killed that person. And yet people who try to enroll their kids in school and use somebody else's address for a better way of life, getting like heavy sentences like that. You know, like sometimes the punishment don't fit the crime, uh, you know, in this criminal injustice system. Yeah. Well, twelve hundred and sixty five (laughs) people have been charged with January 6th, but most of them have gotten relatively light sentences. There's been a right. couple of uh, heavier ones that mm-hmm. were made examples of. 
Um, and I, I agree with you. I also would, you know, I also would argue that had all of those 1,265 people been Black Lives Matter activists, the sentence would be much, much heavier. Oh, they would have, some of them, unfortunately, would no longer be with us because they would have been yeah. shot dead, you know, yeah. and, uh, and you know, that's what bias does. Like, that's what racial um, hatred does when you're taught that people's lives aren't as valuable as others, you know, then when you, that's why we have to remind people that our lives matter because of situations like this, right? The unfair, unjust treatment, but. Yeah, we all know that. We all know what the outcome would have been. And, and you know, I, that's why, you know, people should really be trained. If you want to train people to not uh, be racist and not be biased, you have to treat people to approach situations the same. And so. Yeah, um, I think that's right. And that's why that's what one those are some of the things we argue for. But again, you're right. Those folks would have been dead. And we can look at the case of Brittany Martin, a uh, Black Lives Matter protester who is in jail right now. Mm. She was pregnant. Apparently, she yelled at a cop during a protest and was charged um, and given five years in prison what? for talking smack to a cop. That's insane. They forced her to give birth in prison. She's been sexually assaulted in prison. All of this has gone on because she talked smack. I mean, they don't even say she did something else. Yeah. But so, yeah, you can, if you're not black, you can attempt a coup, <laughs> you know, and, yeah. and get five years. If you're black, you can say, you know, I don't even know what she said. Apparently, she wasn't even cussing. She was just mm -hmm. talking about the police to the police. Mm -hmm. And they decided that they would throw the book at her. So. There you have it. Um, I just, it's, it's, it's really troubling. Um, I just saw this right now, Sherry, so maybe we can talk a little bit about it, mm -hmm. um, which is that Donald Trump is, um, uh, has attended a meeting with the Teamsters Union. Mm. Um, he, you know, he's trying to get votes. Um, he, he, and we talked about this last week or maybe two weeks ago when you were on, which is that there is an element within the labor movement that is is going Republican. Those are mostly white men. And, yeah. and I just have a hard time because to me, if you're a union advocate like you mm -hmm. or a union member, mm -hmm. right? Both. How yeah. do you not know that this guy is doing everything to undermine working people? Yeah, you know. It's the AFL-CIO put out a press release on all the different attacks that Trump did on the labor movement, making it harder to organize, dismantling people's right to collectively bargain. I feel that the Democrat side has to do a better job at it waging a campaign on this narrative that is is actually true right people they need to lift up the all the specific things that the trump administration has done to attack people's right to organize and and, and bargain for better working conditions because when you don't do that you get his charismatic self in there uh you know cracking jokes you know he's like a celebrity he's popular and, he, and he's able to get a meeting with one of the nation's strongest union which is the teamsters there's no way that if there was great internal organizing going on within the labor movement, that they wouldn't have even took that meeting in the first place. Yeah, that's right. According to CNN, Trump won 
the non-college graduating union members by six points in 2020. And that trend, you know, that trend is continuing. That's going to be another huge problem for Biden um, this election season. He's uh, meeting with the United Auto Workers in Michigan today. Who, who? Biden. Oh, Biden. Oh, yeah. Like <laughs> You're like, Trump. not Trump. Not Trump. Like, well, what? that could happen, too. <laughs> but I think um, my understanding is, you know, that that meeting is meant to take place today. And, and Trump is pushing back with his own Teamsters meeting. Um, but the the shift is is um, notable. Apparently, um, Biden won the union vote um, by 21 percent, which is down 10 points from work. Bill Clinton was as a Democrat um, in the, in the union vote. Twenty one points sounds like a lot, but you know back in the day, like that would be like sixty percent. I mean, of course, mm. you got to go way way back in the day. You got to go like uh, Harry Truman in nineteen forty eight. The Democrats won bo- the union vote by sixty something percent. Now we're down to twenty. That's not a good trend line. That is not a good trend line. And and, it, and I see two things going on. One is that. The the lust after white supremacy is really trumping everything, right? It, no, pun literally intended. trumping. Oh, like, go with the like, <laughs> like like it supersedes one's self interest, and then on the other hand, people are um, dealing with inflation. They're dealing with like poor economic conditions. Like everything costs more, and so they're looking at these two things, and they're not. And like, where's where's the labor gonna be you know highlighted where's the power of union organizing is going to be like a solution being lifted up like i said there's no way that if labor was doing their job at educating and informing their members uh that this should be the case and this has been going on for years this trend didn't just happen overnight they don't do organizing anymore i don't know what's going on they just put a lot of their faith in these elected officials they just throw money at campaigns instead of like Doing like they used to do, talking, doing boots the work, on the ground. boots on the ground. Got to have boots on the ground, yeah. I think that's a great point, Sherry. It, I mean, I don't I don't witness it to see that that is the case, but this is a problem. Mm-hmm. And I do think that it's, um, part of it is that same reason some black people vote for Trump. They think you can, we can be him. <laughs> you know, it's... Uh, Someone said, no, it's uh, someone corrected me the other day. It's not the Scarface syndrome. To me, it's the Scarface syndrome. They see him as a man with a golden potty and, you know, and a boss babe on his arm. And I can be that, too. And he can help me be that, too. And this person said, no, it's the First Step Act. The fact that he let uh, he let uh, people out of prison. But that was something Mm. he was forced to do. That was already presented by Democrats. He took it across the finish line. I give him credit for that. One of the only things I do give him credit for. But. That doesn't mean that his other policies aren't putting more black people in jail. You got to look at both ends of the pipeline here. Yeah, that's why like these news media corporations that are owned by billionaires that would like to control the narrative is so important because like when the average person is watching the news or like seeing something on social media, they're being taught something right. They're being shown that this person is a certain way without looking at the real data without looking at the real numbers, which don't lie. So if you're looking looking at the fantasy of how Trump is so charismatic and he's getting people out of jail, you're not looking at all the gains that he's making for people who is in his tax bracket and how you get yeah. left out in the cold. Right. <laughs> yeah, well, I just I hope that we can um, do whatever we need to do on um, to try to 
change that narrative. Okay, so we just when we thought strike season was over for the Hollywood machine, uh, it may not be the case. I'll share with you why not when we come forward on... Oh, and we got to talk Zuckerberg. We at least have to talk a little bit about Zuckerberg facing the grilling yesterday. That's next on KBLA Talk 1580. More of First Things First with Dominique DiPrima when we come forward. Your ancestors' favorite radio station. Radio station. And your favorite morning show host. Let's get back to Dominique DePrima right now. Right now. I don't want to forget uh, Sherry Bell is in the studio. She's an activist. She's an advocate for labor. She's a KBLA contributor. You have an event to share oh, with us. Yes. Yeah, and I always forget to ask you, so I don't yes. want to do that. Yes, so the Los Angeles Black Workers Center is um, hosting a ready-to-work program. It's a paid training opportunity. The plan is to get people in jobs with the city of Los Angeles. Um, you know, so it's a part of the Workforce Equity Demonstration Project that the organization has with the city. Please sign up if you know somebody. It's paid training. Uh, it's uh, the, um, the actual boot camps take place. February 6th and February 13th. If you want to sign up, time is ticking. Please call the Ready to Work team at area code 323-752-7287. That's called in the Los Angeles Black Workers Center at 323-752-7287. Or you can email ready to work. And that's the number two at labwc.org. So yes, call or sign up today because these are really good opportunity to get skill set and the the pathway to a job, a good union job. So, ready to work at labwc.org. And LABWC stands for Black Workers Center. Right. Or 323-752-7287. So that's, uh, I've talked about that program <clears throat> a lot on the shows over the years. That's, you get paid to be prepared to succeed on these job opportunities. Right. And we're working with the city of Los Angeles to get people placed that we all, we, the this program has already placed over 30 people with jobs with the city of Los Angeles. Man. So, and those are job jobs. Oh, I mean, yeah. those are career jobs. Like mm-hmm. you get benefits and all that stuff. So right. if you're short, uh, you're coming up short, <laughs> you might want to reach out. I, I know a lot of times we, we automatically disqualify ourselves. We think, Oh, well, I, I can't get that. But right. that's what the Black Worker Center is there to help you do. Right. Yeah. Because you know that, you know, it's not sometimes it's a lot like not what you know, but who you know. So we want to make sure that you prepare and that we can be that relationship that you need to get into these positions. And our goal is to place 200 people uh, with the city of Los Angeles. So we're working towards that goal. So um, but this is a good opportunity, especially if you're not working right now and you, you know, you want to feel like you're on track to something great. You know, you could do this program for I believe it's a three week program. You get compensated and you and and the goal is to get you placed in the city. So love that. So we thought strike season was over, but um, it sounds like IATSE, the International Alliance of Theatrical Stage Employees, they're starting their negotiation in March. Um, and the Teamsters, Local 399, says they're standing uh, with them in solidarity with the same old, our same old favorites, the uh, Alliance of Motion Picture and Television mm. Producers. Their negotiations start March 4th. Um, and I think that uh, hopefully they'll get a, a quick deal, but because yeah. they could really shut it down. Oh, right. Yeah. Like who's going to transport and set up all the staging and equipment and you know, move everything around. Like, how you gonna, how you gonna do a scene with no microphone? <laughs> like, you know, like it's really important, and and hopefully, like, yeah, because of the strikes with WGA and and SAG after 
their fight won't be as intensive and as long. Um, and, you know, hopefully they, you know, get what, what they deserve because, like, the cost of living is high. Profits are high. The wealth gap is high. That's why people go on these strikes because it's like I'm like the productivity is higher than it's ever been all around in various industries. The profits are astronomical, but the wages are not they're staying the same. So that's the problem. Yeah. Well, the other thing is that um, y- there's, um, you know, the electrical workers, the laborers international, the United plumbers and plasters and cement masons. These are all different unions that <clears throat> work on Hollywood productions. Mm-hmm. They are also in negotiation, but they've decided to team up all of those unions plus IATSE and the Teamsters around uh, health benefits. Mm-hmm. And that, is going to be a serious problem if the, if the studios come at them sideways. And of course, you know, um, those of us who are members of the Screen Actors Guild, the Writers Guild, we're going to stand with them. They stood with us. We're going to stand with them. There's going to be solidarity again. Mm-hmm. So I hope that the AM um, PTP, you know, takes the valuable um, experience that they had in, in our strikes and yeah, you know, and applies it. Applies it. Lessons learned. Lessons learned. Yeah, no, no doubt about that. I, I hope it does because we, um, you know, people need to get paid and we need to keep working. So, mm-hmm. KBLA Talk fifteen eighty. A safe place to go loud, loud, loud. A great place for progressive politics. KBLA Talk fifteen eighty. This is KBLA Talk 1580, where everybody is somebody and nobody is a stranger. You belong here. Okay, um, yeah, Sherry Bell is with me, and uh, I'm going to tell you one more time. Ready to work at labwc.org or 323-752-7287. Get paid to be ready to be a city worker with great uh, benefits, etc. So um, the former president, I, I usually call him he who shall not be named, but you know I'm talking about Trump. Apparently his um, campaign committees and such have already spent $27 million on lawyer bills and legal fees um, in the last six months of 2023 alone. So that means a lot of the little small donors that are you know, trying to help him win the presidency uh, are really having their money spent on lawyers. They just funding and upholding stupidity. They they funding him to be able to act a fool and trying to defend his <laughs> right to be a bully and lie and you know withhold information. That's what they really funding when you think about yeah, it. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I hope that um, <laughs> hope they got an extra eighty three million handy. No, that's not what I was going to say. <laughs> I hope that this undermines his ability to advertise and all that stuff. Not that he needs it. He's he's killing the game right now with mm. the Republicans. But maybe in the general election, I'm hoping that spending all his money on his 91 uh, indictments will, will undermine his ability to win. Right. Bleed his, bleed his accounts. I, you know, one can only dream. But, yeah. Oh, gosh. Okay. Um, uh, we didn't talk about Zuckerberg getting his butt handed to him by mm. Congress yesterday. Um, yeah. you know, for the impact, it wasn't just him. There were other tech moguls there too, mm-hmm. um, to, but he famously turned around and apologized 
after being pressed by Josh Hawley, who's got a lot of nerve. Uh, you know, he he's another overthrower of the government oh, attempter, wow. right? So anyway, your quick thoughts on that? I mean, yeah, he looked. Mark Zuckerberg looked super stressed uh, yeah. yesterday, um, and like, yeah, though, like the families of people whose children have either died by suicide or been like sexually exploited on the Facebook platform. Uh, you know, he apologized that he's sorry what they went through, but he didn't necessarily say, I'm sorry that my platform caused this, right? He didn't admit any guilt. He just, like, displayed some level of empathy. And, you know, hopefully, um, you know, people can detect when you're making a bad comment. You know, like, they be like, this comment goes against our guidelines. They have measures in place, but they need to do a better job at detecting when somebody is underage or getting cyberbullied. They have the power to explain expel that kind of behavior from their platforms and unfortunately in these situations where these children perish they didn't do that yeah well we'll see uh, i got a lot to say about that but i'm not gonna say it right this minute sherry de la ghetto on instagram the yep. prima radio and kbla 1580 sherry thank you so much thank you and happy black history month everybody kbla talk 1580